This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. Welcome back to the Build a Better Us podcast. The president of Build a Better Us, B.J. Thompson, and licensed therapist, John J.P. Parker, are about to discuss spiritual, relational, and personal development from a refreshing perspective. Be sure to stay tuned to the end to find out how you can become a part of the BBU Nation. But for now, we hope you enjoyed this conversation with BJ and JP. Hello, everybody. I'm John Parker. And this is BJ Thompson. And this is the Build a Better Us podcast. Today, we are talking about the fire generation. F-Y-R-E. Fire. 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 And we ain't talking about a good flame. We talking about like fizzle out flame. We talking about when your daddy swear he know how to get the barbecue pit rolling and it's been three hours and he can't get that charcoal lit fire. It's like, bro, just, just put some lighter fluid on it, bro. Like you tried, man. You got the twigs, you got the sticks, you out here just, you just wasted on, we hungry, bro. We hungry. Oh my God. And that same type of empty stomach life is what mm. happened with these people that try to get this fire festival cracking as well as just, you know, it just, it just shows us where we are as a, as a people right now. Again, I'm being bad cop. Of course, I'm going to go in on social media and clout chasing and all that other stuff. But BJ, give me some, give me some idea about what this fire festival and these, these, these fire people, these fire generations, fire generational people, what they doing with their lives right now? What's happening? Yeah, I think that's a great description of fire. So, so essentially, <laughs> if you haven't seen it already, we don't want to be the spoiler alert, but FIRE, F-Y-R-E, was a large festival uh, that was created 2016-2017 by a guy named Billy. Mm. And, you know, they brought in all sorts of big talent um, in terms of models, and he even partnered with the proclaimed megastar Ja Rule. Uh-huh. Hmm. And you know, this festival took off. I mean, huh. from from what was said about it, they sold out ninety five percent of their tickets. Ooh. For how much each? How much? How much? How much? Uh, close to about twenty five bands. It was twenty five bands. Twenty five thousand dollars. But that yes. was some of the starting packages. Some uh-huh. of these other packages range up to fifty, sixty oh. bands. Oh, okay, none. Chump change. Yeah, a bag, yes. easy bag. It was an easy, easy bag. bag, right? Okay. Uh-huh. And so basically, man, they put on this festival. They sell out in a couple of minutes. But what was like supposed to be this amazing experience with music that you would never forget became mm-hmm. a disaster. Mm. Um, I don't want to give too much of the movie away, but what you realize in this situation was not only did they um, proclaim to get it popping, you realize mm. that when you try to finesse or fake yeah. it like you like you know what you're doing and you yeah, don't, yeah. yeah. There can be devastating consequences for people. So mm. that's what I would say in terms of the festival. And hopefully I haven't ruined it. Make sure you go check out that um, <laughs> documentary on Netflix and Hulu. Yeah. Go ahead, yeah. JP. Talk to us about the new fire generation. Bro, bro it's it's this, this facade, right? There's this mm. social media projection of life. There is this clout chasing, bandwagon, fear of missing out 
that takes place. Are you, is that too much? Get him, doctor. Get him, Reverend Doctor. <laughs> is my hand too heavy right now? Do I need go to lighten ahead. up? Go you know, ahead. Go ahead. Look, go ahead. Look, right now, Say I feel like those, for my people. Go ahead, bro. I'm saying it's like those movies where the, the guys like riding a horse, riding a horse, riding a horse to the horse dies. Like they just beat, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, 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 I, I don't. I don't want to beat the horse. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just, I want to revive the horse, but also the horse needs to learn his lesson. I need the, the mm. horse needs to understand what's happening right now. So listen, so you have a problem where you have someone, as you mentioned, that has an idea, which is great. Like be great, have great ideas, think big, right? There's a, there's an aspect of business where they weren't very far off. Like when, when you're trying to create revenue, sometimes you have to use other people's revenue in order to get where you're trying to go, i.e. like stocks, right? Absolutely. Right? Absolutely, for sure. So I go, I go public, you know, I, I release my app, the JP app, and I go public with it, and people give me money to help me fund my project, right? That's how things work, right? Unfortunately, in the fire situation, you have a situation where the hype gets billed, and you have yep. somebody who's completely inept when it comes to putting something together, making something work, actually coming through with the promise of what he's trying to do. And so you have people jump on board. You have people get all excited. You have social media influencers hopping on board to the point where you you just told me $25,000 for a ticket, bro. Ooh, like people are so excited listen, about this thing. No, listen, at 25 actual thousand dollars. Bro. Yeah. Some people said they were, they sold all of their stuff just to get to that festival. Go ahead, bro. bro. And listen to what I'm saying. Like it was even like plot twist. Ja Rule is your headliner or something. Uh, he's a partner. He's just a partner and he's not a headliner. <laughs> Bro, if you were able to sell tickets and sell out something at 25000 a WAP on something, some range thereof, like I'm tongue-tied at this amazingness, right? Like, and this is the guy that's pushing it. That should have already been a red flag, but that, I'm neither, that's neither here nor there. I won't digress on that point. But the idea is like you just have a situation in which people, for some reason, a person felt as if he could pull something off that he more than likely wasn't qualified to do mm. and felt that it would just magically take place because he wanted it to take place. Ooh. And I think that's... So you're going to put my life out there on... on you'll put my life out there now. So that, uh, <laughs> now I mean, you know, if the shoe fits, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, yeah, I don't know. But, you know, without pointing fingers at anybody that's co-hosting, what I'm yeah. saying is, is that you have a, a problematic theme that arises currently where you can ride a wave of something, you can build hype, you can get people excited and have nothing to deliver. Yeah, no, nah, that's, a, that's a great point. I have a fire moment. Mm -hmm. um, so I remember getting ready to go to college and all of the scholarship opportunities, I go, you know, maybe this is just working itself out. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really take advantage of any of them, <laughs> right? So right, right, right. Get to college. And the first two weeks of, you know, college are exciting. You know, you don't go to class. You just kind of hang out. I go, man, this is just yeah. like the movies. Yeah. Right? First week of class starts, you know, uh, I kind of miss them a little bit. Second week of class, we decide to have a Madden tournament. Mm -hmm. Midterms, mm -hmm. I'm getting good at John Madden. Mm. But my grades are, are beginning to decline. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. By the end of the second semester, I'm in the process of being suspended on academic suspension. Mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, yo, I was doing so well 
mm. in high school, and now that I'm in college, literally my entire academic career is falling apart. Mm. Mm. I thought I would fake it till I make it, right? I'm at school. I got a backpack. I look good. Smell good. Right, right, right. right? I just so happen to play John. That's right. I just so happen to play John Madden all day long. Yeah. Right? But when those grades were posted, Mm -hmm. I was on the failing list, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's when I realized, yo, I'm having a fire moment. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to fake it till I make it. Mm-hmm. And and I am grossly underprepared for college. I don't know how to yeah. study. I yeah. didn't know my learning style. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how mm-hmm. to take notes during lecture. It was mm-hmm. hard for me to put together projects at that time because I was poorly equipped prior to that moment. Thought, oh, I'm gonna get to college, and it'll just be just like school days. Uh, <laughs> any movie that I saw. Uh, yep. Yep. And all I could do was to hold that L. Up until I graduated six years later. I, mm-hmm. Any fire moments in your life, JP? I I, huh. I know I know the people would love to hear a fire moment <laughs> for JP. Go ahead. So listen, it's so like appropriate that like these people were stranded on an island, right? On an After, actual island. Go ahead. Like literally, like you can't make this stuff up, right? So one of my biggest fire moments, bro. When I say like the implications of this could have been disastrous for my life. Ooh. Birdman rub. <laughs> bro, bro, like, come on. I was probably, what was I, 20, man, 25. Mm. And I was at a point in life where I wanted to, I was just chasing dollars. I was just chasing money, right? I, I wasn't in a lot of debt. I wasn't having any particular financial problems. I just wasn't making the money that I wanted to make, right? I was at my barber. My barber said, hey, man, there's this OG that came into the barbershop. Oh. And, and he's offering dudes jobs at like $20 an hour, right? This is back when, and I think in Oakland at the time, minimum wage was like $7 an hour or something like that, right? And the living wage was $14 an hour. And so to make $20 an hour, you know, like, okay, cool. This is kind of, you know, without it being like some kind of corporate something or you know, having to sell my soul to some whatever. It's like, all right, cool. Hook up with the dude. Bunch of red flags, right? So I didn't take my own advice, <laughs> um, which I didn't have red this advice. Red flags don't right? turn green. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, nobody nobody gave me that game back then. I had to learn. See, people don't understand. When we tell people things, right. it's, be- it's because we we ourselves That's right. That's right. Have, have, you know what I'm saying, become victim, you know, to, to these day. things. <laughs> to these things, right? <laughs> to this day. Good. <laughs> so it's OG. He's probably, you know, late 60s or something like that. Um, The job was to help him build a library of sorts at a local, like, law school. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like from scratch. It wasn't like, like carpentry work, but it was a law school. Wait, wait, he was having you build a building? (laughs) Nah, bro. That would have been funny, though. I got Legos over here. Uh, We got some bricks. We're going to figure this out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I got a hammer and some wood. Nah, bro. It was like they 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 needed help organizing their libraries. Again, it was a law school. It was up and coming. You know, they were just getting off the ground. I don't even know how that works for schools, but it was mm. wasn't necessarily a new school, but they were just doing something different. I don't know. Like I should have had more information. That that definitely would have helped. Note to self, note to anyone listening. If you get into, if you get into something that sounds too good to be true, it probably is. AKA mm. fire. That's why we're having this conversation, right? So he sells me this dream of like, listen, $20 an hour, 
We're just going to help get this library going. We're going to build this library. What happens is we just need to, you know, just organize some things, get these books set up in a certain way, make it look a certain way, go get other resources. It's like almost like a career center type of thing, right, that we're, we're putting together at this law school. So we're contacting different people for resources to put into the library, all these different things, right? So what happens is it goes from let's build up this library to, hey, I have these materials. This guy's telling me I have these materials and these books that I'm trying to, like, sell, like I'm trying to hustle. So he wrote a book. He's from Detroit or something like that. And it was called The Hustler's Handbook. And basically it talks about his life and having to learn how to be a hustler, you know, and and his story of what it was like growing up in Detroit or whatever, hustling. Another red flag. I'm like, oh, this dude is a hustler. I'm thinking like, oh, he knows how to make things happen. No, hustler for old people means I hustle people. (laughs) Like I'm a card shark or I'm a pool shark or I know how to get money out of people's pockets. Like three card molly. You remember that game? Did they have that in Texas? Three card model? We, like, we didn't have it, but I can imagine it. Go ahead. It's, it's, you have cards, you have a ball under the cards, and you got to watch the cards and see when you got to choose which one of the cards, or like a cup has the ball underneath it, right? Like that's old school hustling, right? When you think of like that life. So basically, I'm like, all right, okay, he's a hustler. All right, cool. Then he's like, all right, I got these packages where it was like random, like how to books, right? But he wanted me to go out in the public and sell these how to books. And I'm like, bro, wait. It started off as, as putting this library together. Then you have this hustler's handbook that you put together yourself and you have the hookup to where you can go to the Library of Congress and get books like, I don't know, like Congressized. I don't know what the word You send your stuff off to the Library of Congress, it becomes an official book and it's in the records. You wrote a book. I'm sure you're familiar with when you go to the first or second page and it says Library of Congress and you get like a number and the one, two, three, four, five, six dash BJ Thompson, you know, whatever that stuff is so people can locate it, right? So it seemed legit. Yeah. So then um, now he wants me to sell his packets where it has like a, a CD in it and a tape. And do you at remember the library, the old, at the library? Bro, you know. <laughs> no, he, right. No, he wants me to sell these in the streets of Oakland. Like oh. what is happening right now? Right. Have you seen those old school like plastic containers that have tapes in them? Like if you had like read along books, like nursery rhyme books where you can either read the book or put the tape in the tape deck. Do you remember those? You never had that? Uh, if I saw it, I probably would remember Okay. All right. So th- it was like like that type of setup. Where like, remember CD sleeves? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah so it was kind of yeah, like yeah. a thing where you got CD sleeves. You got his how tos. I don't know what was in this stuff, right? But he has. That's what he wants. Wants me to sell. I'm like, all right, this is not going to work. So then it went to all right. I have a boat, and I want to get a car, and we're going to do a limo service because he's a he was an accomplished pianist, maybe. But I heard him play the piano. It was amazing. I was like, oh, this dude is legit. So it went from here's this library. To hustle these did books. You know, did you know this dude before this? I did not did know, you know him. Wow. The homie at the barbershop was like, I got wow. this OG. He's got some money out here, right? Wow. All right, so cool. he brought I'm you into to the whole this. hustle game. Did you talk Bruh. about the car, by the, by the way? Did, were you able to uh, dismember a car in this process? <laughs> I, my life got did dismembered. Did Tyree show up? Did Tyree show up sometime? Bro, <laughs> baby boy was in the building. Jody! So listen... So, so we're at the we're at the, the height of the, the hustle, right? The height of the hustle. He's like, I got a boat. We need to get a car. We're gonna have a limousine service. We're gonna sell tickets to this luxurious. Hey, bro, fire, bro! Like I got hit with the fire in like the early two thousands, bro. So like, this is nothing new to me, bro. Like I'm the fire pioneer. Like you, y'all think this fire festival is new, bro? Like I'm trying to tell y'all, bro. I've been I've been getting dreams sold to me for a long time, bro. Like like, trust me, before the internet, bro, before social media. Oh hey, you laughing a little too hard right now, bro. You have a little too much. <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> a little too much fun. So please excuse the long story, but y'all need to get the depths of this hustle, bro. It was it was a hustle. <laughs> but, uh, so, hold on, yeah, he's selling lemonade. He said we sell lemonade. <laughs> My books out there. Hey, listen, we got limo driver. <laughs> Bro, you being oh real disrespectful right now. You being real disrespectful, bro. Ahead, bro. You being real disrespectful to my to my trauma right now, bro. You're showing no respect to my trauma. Oh, All right. Gosh, sorry. <laughs> so the dude, so he, he he's like, "All right, I got a boat. I got to start here at this point. This is important. I got a boat. We need to do this limo service to this boat. We're going to ride this boat around the Bay Area." I'm going to play the piano. We're going to have like food and drinks for the people. <laughs> bro, you need to get it together, bro. Pull yourself together. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Pull yourself together. Hold on, my man. Hold on. Is Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Go ahead. I'm, I'm having real tears over here, bro. What are oh we talking God. about, bro? My no emojis, bro. Go ahead. Wait, wait. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Are you sure? Can I? I'm can good. I finish? I'm, listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get myself back together. Go ahead, bro. Finish Pull it together, bro. Come on, on, man. My, my mic on mute. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I need some feedback too, so you can't put it on mute. But I need you to stop oh, being disrespectful to my trauma. Oh my gosh. Right. That's a hashtag. Don't be disrespectful to the trauma. So, <laughs> so got the boat. We got the music. Play the piano. Get the limo. So the dude literally takes me out to a dock, right? <laughs> with this, with this like mini yacht. I'm like, oh, this is fresh. We we walk around on the boat. We never go to the bottom. He never produces any keys. He never starts the boat up. He tells me that, you know what I'm saying? Like this is his boat or he has access to his boat, right? I didn't think it was his per se, but I, I felt like he had access to the boat. I was led to believe. <laughs> so what the guy gets me to do is he gets me to go to a local used car dealership, right? He comes with me. He somehow convinces me to get this like limo car. It was an Audi something like hatchback long joint. It was it was a nice little whip or whatever. So the car gets put in my name only. And somehow when the transaction is over, this dude gets like $2,000 in cash Whoa. and puts the cash in his pocket. Like I had never like I owned a car and I bought a car and I was like, is it even possible wow. where you can buy a car, put the car, you can finance the car and then get cash for the fine? I'm like, bro, what is happening right now? Like, I am so like mystified. Like, I don't know if this was like a signing bonus. This dude got in for bringing his dummy kid in here to, to finance this car. Like, I have no idea. But my mind is blown right now. I came in, financed this limo. He get cash for it. The cash goes in his pocket and I get nothing but a car note. Right. Wow. Nothing but a car note. Wow. It does it doesn't end there. The boat never materializes. We never uh get to the to to having the the fire trips. We never get to the fire yacht uh, uh trips around the bay. And I start getting late notices in the mail that the car note isn't being paid on time because oh, no. you know that was that was on his, that was his responsibility and I'm getting tickets in the mail where his somebody his wife is not paying the toll in the, at the bay bridge and she's getting traffic tickets. Whoa. And I'm like, "Bruh, in your name?" In my name, bro. So to add the insult to the injury, I call the guy. He doesn't answer. I call his wife. I'm like, yo, like, what's going on? The bills are getting paid. Da 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 da. Blah 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 blah. I'm getting all these like like notifications. Tolls not you running the toll. She's like, oh, I don't know. I gotta figure it out. And then the OG kicks me up, like talking some reckless, like, yo, you calling my wife? You talking no. crazy to my wife? I'ma pull up on you. Blah, blah blah. I'm like, bro. At this point in time, I'm like, OG. I don't know what you had back in the day, but right about now, 
you will smooth get knocked out, bro. You will get slept, OG. Oh. You know what I'm saying? And I'm already at that point where I want him to show up. So what I have to do is, in order to reclaim my life, bro, I pull a late night repo man move. I still have one of the keys to the car. He never, and again, how he played me, he would take me around his neighborhood, but never show me directly where he lived. Like he would drop me, I would drop him off around the corner. So I had to pull like a real like detective inspector gadget move, pull up to the neighborhood. I had to walk around the neighborhood. Bro, I'm saying, bro, right? I had to pull up to the neighborhood to actually find the car. I find the car and I do a repo move myself. I get my extra key, take all their junk that's in the car, leave it on a curb and I pull off or whatever, right? Whoa. So long story short, longer story short, we ain't gonna have much time for the game, but people needed to hear this story of how I got hustled. I ended up contacting Audi, you know, or actually the, the financing company. They let me, they, they came and repoed the car. By the grace of God, bro, that repo card never showed up on my credit report. Mm. Like, they charged off the, the cost of it. They sent me a notification saying, this is how much you owe, blah, blah, blah. The, the car was sold at auction for this amount. Bro, it never, ever showed up on my credit report. Look at God. You know the old saying? But I'm saying, bro, God protects babies and fools. I was definitely a fool on that one, and I probably was a baby somewhere along the line <laughs> in that situation. So when we talk about fire festivals, we talk about things sounding too good to be true. Yeah. We talk about people believing the hype. Bro, I am the biggest dummy on this planet or was at one point in time at 25 years old, probably the same age as this guy that did the fire festival. He might've been a little older than that, but like, bro, like it happens. And it happened before social media. It happened before social media influencers. And so the problem is like a universal fault of like people not understanding that if it's too good to be true, it probably is. And the fact you can't count your chickens before they're hatched, you need to get actual proof that people can come through and do the things that they're saying they can do. Right. And if if you get caught slipping, there potentially may be financial ramifications that are beyond that what you expected. Even financial, social, political, like there's there's problems that could happen for you. Woo. Yeah, that was like 15 minutes. Bro, bro. listen, but it's worth it because I my stomach is still hurting. Oh, that's what I'm saying. It's worth it to yeah, you because you get to no, laugh no, no, at it. No, no, okay. no, listen. Our, our okay. listeners get to enjoy mm-hmm. our dialogue. Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> right, got right. It. Our yeah. listeners, yeah. not me, JP, not me. So that's so that's what, <laughs> that we get the, the tweet that'll say at DJ one one six. You're amazing, and that other guy, JP, his stories are hey, cool hey, too. Hey, no, but you, hey, we don't have room oh, for microaggressions okay. on here. Okay, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. My bad, my bad. Okay, no, listen. The fire festival mindset wants to mm-hmm. get it easy, right? Like yeah, you yeah. showed up at the barbershop. Mm-hmm. You yep. didn't even know fully what was going on, but you yep. consented because it seemed like less effort than what yeah. typical labor. I mean, you said it like typical yeah. labor yeah. would be these particular things. And this sounded much easier than that. And I think that is the fire generation is that we yeah, want yeah. everything easy. We want to be able to have a great family easy. Yeah. We want to be able yeah. to have yeah. healthy friendships easy. We want to be yeah. in shape easily. We want to yeah. be able yeah. to create a spiritual foundation easily. That is what's mm-hmm. wrong with the fire generation is that mm-hmm. we want our food easy. But when what comes easy is oftentimes the least healthy and the best for you. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, and so for me, you know, not the best for you, not the best yeah, for it, you. It, it is. It's the least 
healthiest for you, right? Yeah. Yep. And it's the least desirable thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so what you realize in it is that some of the effort to go get things is helping you create muscles that you're going to need to endure the task. On, bro. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So Tinder being introduced to the world, yet it made it easy to find someone <laughs> really. who desired a quick relationship, yeah. right? Yeah. A quick kind of connection. Yeah. But it made it difficult to create meaningful connections. Mm-hmm. Why? Because ease into anything doesn't prepare you for the muscles that you'll need over the long haul to continue that thing. Yeah. Right? Dysfunction oftentimes only asks for ease mm-hmm. and simplicity. Health often creates a lot of complexity and energy and effort towards what you'll need in order to keep it up over the long haul. Right? Yes. Yeah. And so I think one of the things for us in this fire generation is man, what do you need to see change in your life? And what are the what are the ways that it's causing you to step outside of your comfort zone in order to attain it? Now, again, it was outside of your comfort zone to show up at that dock <laughs> and to do those things, yeah, right? Yeah. But you was you was hired and contracted to build a library. Bro, come on, man. What were you doing selling? Like, bro, you're you're riding an Audi, right? Right, like, right, 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 right. And like, yo, three thousand dollars in his pocket. Yeah. Go ahead. And where are the people that that are in my life to say, bro, what are you doing? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, what's what's happening right now? What is happening to yeah. your life? Anyway, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I'm just I'm really feeling that right now. Like, where were the people at that saw me? I had plenty of people around me at that time. You know what I mean? I was in a religious institution that people knew what I was doing with my life, but just hey, hey. So, so, so here's, here's the thing. Here's what I would say. So what I see oftentimes, again, so it, let's just go to clients. Let's just move a little bit closer into this. When someone says to me, BJ, I just really want to create, you know, I want to be married or I want to be in a healthy relationship mm-hmm. because I have not been in one, right? Yeah, yeah. I said, well, here's the steps. Mm. Here's what we need to do. Mm-hmm. Here are the things. And JP, they oftentimes say to me, mm, that's a lot. <laughs> And I say, but that's the process. Right. You will not sidestep the process. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Talk to me, JP, about, you know, what you observe and people attempting to sidestep the processes that lead them to where they want to go. And even maybe some counsel that you get. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me about that. When people sidestep, when people take shortcuts, when people don't want to go the long game, right? You see mm. higher levels of dissatisfaction that leads to higher levels of anxiety, depression, stress, physical issues. I mean, because, you know, with stress and with anxiety can come ulcers. It can come like stomach problems. You can lose weight. Your hair can fall out. Um, and people don't wow. really pay attention to these things because they attribute it to something else. Uh, they don't want to wow. deal with the root of it being, hey, you're out here trying to do what's easier or what's mm. maybe even sometimes more fun. But at the same time, this easy, more fun route is not what's best, as you've already said. It's actually more difficult in the long run, and there's a lot more psychological, spiritual uh, consequences to it than people notice or people, uh, yeah, that people actually recognize. So that's kind of the biggest thing. It's like these underlying um, psychological dysfunctions that pop up that lead to also spiritual dysfunctions. Yeah, I, I would say for me, the thing that I noticed the most is that when I when we begin to talk about the process and people go, oh, it can't be like that, mm-hmm. then I'll ask, well, what have you done before? It can't right. it can't be that hard is kind of what they say to yeah, me. Yeah. 
Then I say, what have you done before? Yeah. Then they'll tell me. Then I say, has that worked for you? Mm-hmm. No. But listen, mm-hmm. but they desire to keep doing that thing. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, you think you can do the same things and get a different result. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That is the definition of insanity. Right, right. Is that if you're dissatisfied in the area of your life, in your career, in your soul care, in your physical health, in your emotional well-being, in your relationships, in the way you just move and what you possess, if you do the same things, you will get the different, the same result. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just like sowing a seed. If you sow seeds of, you know, poverty. You can't expect a crop of wealth. Mm-hmm. If you sow seeds of hopelessness, you can't expect a crop of hope. We have to plant in the ground new seeds, mm-hmm. right? And this is what I want to communicate because oftentimes when people hear this type of conversation, they begin to become very introspective and they then start saying all of the things that are wrong. And here's what I want to say. That day is over. Today is new. Mm. And you have the opportunity to start today in a way that's hopeful. Listen, Mm -hmm. okay, those things happened. And yeah, you made mistakes and you had fire moments and you went with it, right? You went with it with your weight. You went with it with your relationships. You went with it with your spiritual care. You went with it with your profession. Today is a new day and you can make a new decision today and start creating a new habit and then look up later Mm. and see a new outcome. I'm going to give you one quick example. And then I want to hear some of your applications. Mm -hmm. So for me, these last few years, I have wrestled, you know, I've worked out consistently, but I have wrestled with, you know, maintaining the weight that I desire. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, always heard, oh, you should change your diet. Mm. Your diet will be essential. And and JP, for the life of me, I go, ah, it's not that serious. Mm. Fire moment. Mm-hmm. Skip the process. Mm-hmm. Fire moment. Mm-hmm. Right? And then finally I had a revelation. I go, it's so clear that whatever I think I'm doing isn't working for me. I'm much more desperate to create a new habit, mm, right? Mm-hmm. So some of you know this. I went vegan um, for about eight months. And then now I'm vegan-ish. Thanks, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like legit vegan. Mm-hmm. And I remember. Vegan-ish. I remember. Huh? I remember being at the house huh, and being hungry. Oh. But, but that's my own fault. That's my own fault because you provided food. Fed you some, that I, bro, listen. Yeah. I know we had some chickpeas somewhere. Bro, uh, you did. You did. You did. Yeah, okay. So yeah, I'm like, it. I know we had chickpeas and some, some crackers it's, somewhere. It's right? my fault, bro. But, but here's the thing. JP, I decided last year, mm. no, I will no longer eat dairy. I will no longer eat animal-based products. Mm-hmm. And I have dropped 30 pounds. Bruh. Okay. I kept it off yeah. for a year. Yeah. With no effort. And I go, it works. Yeah. We decided to create a new habit with new seeds, despite the fact mm. that for the last 20 years, I have fluctuated in ways that I have not desired. Mm, right. Mm-hmm. JP, what are some ways that we can begin to challenge the fire? moment or the temptation to try to skip the process in our life. Yeah. One thing that I, I, I realized through this conversation is that the problem with fire is that people, and we're talking about skipping the process, right? People didn't even want to be 
a part of the festival. They want it to be seen at the festival. Mm-hmm. You, you get the difference between those two things, right? It's it's people wanted this to wanted to display this idealistic experience, right? They wanted to, to be able to display, I was a part of this thing. I was here. I paid all this money to be here. I'm around all these they other, did. right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they right? Did. They right? paid a lot of money to be there. Go right? I'm, I'm around all these other rich people, all these other influencers, all these other cool people. And again, skipping the process of anything, doing their research, really knowing what they had going on, understanding like, yo, we're basing all of this excitement on some promo videos. Like, you know what I mean? There was nothing tangible, much like my situation. Um, They they basically, because of social media, were taken to the boat dock via social media. You know what I mean? I actually was taken to the boat dock so I could actually physically touch the boat, but they had nothing even physical and tangible to touch. All they had was people's, Mm -hmm. other people's ideas of the fun that they could have. Right. So when you're stuck in a place where you are trying to skip over the hard work or you're trying to skip over putting in the effort, you will be suckered into believing a lie. You will be suckered into thinking something is real when it is not. And when you actually do some investigation, when you put in the work, when you plant those seeds, when you when you sweat from your own brow, when you put your hands to the plow, when when you're doing those things, you will be it would be much hard to trick you. It would be much hard to get played. It would be, it would be much hard to be to become a sucker in those situations because you'll be like, yo, uh, hmm, I know what it takes to put on a festival. I know what it takes to do this. I know what it takes to do that. And this doesn't seem like it's a good idea from the jump. Or if it does seem like a good idea from the jump, you will be able to discern whether or not this thing will actually be able to happen because you yourself have put in the work. You yourself have put in the effort. You yourself know what it takes to do a certain thing, to put on a certain thing. Is that, is that clear? Good. No, that that that's good. And, and yeah, that you, you're absolutely right. Just back to this Fiverr moment. Yeah. Man, it's going to cost you. Listen, dysfunction just happens. Growth always leads to sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. You know, just wrapping up, part of the application is, you know, when you when we want to challenge the fire moment mm-hmm. and to leave the fire moment, one of the things that we do is we don't just study our craft, yeah. we study the industry. Yeah, yeah. Right? So don't just say you're a rapper, yeah. right? Yes, your craft, you write rhymes. Your job now is to also study the industry. Don't just say you have a friend that makes beats mm-hmm. and you drop, you know, your stuff on SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah. That's you just studying your craft. Studying the industry is how you make a career mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. your craft, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And knowing where distribution and knowing how to create sales and knowing what it means to be in marketing and not, stop putting your blurry videos on Instagram <laughs> and Snapchat. Yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah. if you are, if that's your career field, wipe your camera off. Come on, bro. Wipe the lens off, my guy. You know, come on, pay man. somebody to give you some professional. It doesn't cost a lot of money mm-hmm. to pay a professional. Yeah. Do your photos. Stop taking bathroom pictures. Bro, they got they got right? portrait mode on these new iPhones. Bro. I know, I know, they, I know. I come know. on. I'm, They've been handed on Samsung, though, but anyway. I, I digress. Mm-hmm. But, but here's my point. One of the ways that we lead the fire moment is we become students of not only our craft, but our industry. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Last thing I'll say, and I'll let you in with any applications. Yeah. Yeah. Leaving the fire moment is refusing to cheapen the process and skip the phases. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We have to stop trying to sidestep the phase. If you want to become a barber, you're going to have to make mistakes and ruin somebody's edge up. Yeah. 
But if you do it in barber so college, it might not be so bad. But anyway. <laughs> but no, somebody walked home with that <laughs> ruined edge. Well, they paid $5 for the haircut, so they got what they deserve. It don't kids. matter. $5 you're right. You're right. You're right. two weeks worth, you won't know what that means. Them <laughs> kids walk around <laughs> with them ruined edge-ups. Bro, you advocating for ruined edge-ups as a Bro, black man? Listen to what you I'm can't saying, mean though. That. I'm saying somebody has to put in dues because I remember my mama taking me to them barber colleges and I had no idea where I was going and coming out wow. sad every single time, bro. Like, <laughs> and this was in high school, bro. I am not talking wow. about elementary school, bro. So I guess that's me being a hater. That's me being a hater, yeah, like hoping somebody else falls into that. Go ahead. Yeah, right, my bad. Go, 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 go. Okay, no, go ahead. Give us applications. Those are my two applications. All go right. ahead. What I'll leave with is the idea that a fire festival could have happened, right? It could have happened. The biggest thing is that they weren't able to admit or to know when they were over their head. And, and maybe they did realize they were over their head, but when they realized it, it was much too late, if they realized it at all. So part of this escaping the fire generation and knowing when to get out of the fire and hopefully not into the frying pan. But you like that? You like that? Uh, is that mm, you like that? You know what I'm saying? Good. Out of the fire. Yeah. Um, is that you have to admit or know when you're over your head. And, it, and it's it's... Life will show you that. Life will show you. It's almost like when you're dating that girl that's out of your league um, and, and you try to have a conversation with her and like the stuff she's talking about or the level she's on, you realize like, oh, shoot, like, oh. I'm not oh. on level. Yeah, I'm not here. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not yeah, 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 yeah. She's on so, another level. Yeah, so that's when you start like flexing a little bit or, you know what I'm saying, rolling your sleeves up so at least you can see some muscle or something because intellectually, you ain't got it. So we talk about leveling up. We talk about doing it. Sometimes people need a little bit more of a personal touch because, again, it's easy to hear, yeah. but it's hard to do. Uh, JP, what would you say for those who need a personal touch? What, what, what's something that people can do tangibly, practically? Well, if you're smart, if you're wise, if you if you want to avoid getting caught up in some fires in life, um, you need to go to buildbetterus.com, right? Good. Uh, go to get involved, and there's a section there where you can find yourself a coach, um, mm. life coach, game coach, coach for for all sorts of of situations in life. You will be able to find one of us there that can help you get your life together. And I think that's that's what you need to do. Sign up with a coach. Good, good. Yeah, and also make sure you leave us a review on um, iTunes yeah. um, and any of where you live in Google Play, Spotify. Make sure you leave the podcast review. We are grateful for that. Leave us five stars. Yeah. Also, um, you know, you can follow us at BBU Social on Instagram and at Build a Better Us on Twitter. Um, our job is to help you become a better you so that we can become a better us. Thank you for tuning in to the Build a Better Us podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever podcasts are played. You too can become a part of the BBU Nation today by continuing these discussions on social media. Be sure to go like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at Build a Better Us, and on Instagram at BBU Social. To keep up with other exciting events and resources, visit our website at buildabetterus.com. On behalf of the entire BBU team, we'll see you next time on the Build a Better Us podcast.